Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome everyone um, to our first podcast. <laughs> Very Blimey, exciting. Marty, hey? <laughs> Who <know>. bought it? <laughs> we said it for a long time and uh, here we are. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you for listening if you're joining in. Um, me and Gareth said we're going to do this for a long time and uh, as Gareth would agree with me, what we want to get from this is uh, basically, as our podcast is named, let's talk. So, yeah. Go, let's talk. Um, obviously, I've we, we've been talking since. Obviously, unfortunately, uh, your your very close friend and you know a good friend of mine as well from Palace. Obviously, unfortunately, yes, took his life uh, before did, Christmas yeah. and yeah. very sad. But obviously, like we said on Facebook, that the positive from that was me and you have started talking to each other. We have, and. Um, you know, we've found out that we both have very similar anxieties and everything, haven't we? We have. We don't. We have, Marsha. Yep, absolutely. And I think what we want to realise, and we've said this in our phone chats privately ourselves, is if we can just help one person out. Um, yeah, if we only have 40 listeners, we don't want to get famous or anything from this. We just want people to listen. And if we can help one person out of 40 out, that is a win for us, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. So I'll start off with just sort of a bit of, I, some people will know me, uh, if it, I'm sharing this on my Facebook and stuff, a lot of you will know me, but if Gareth is sharing it on his Facebook, not everyone will know me. So my name's James Marshall, known as Marshy. Um, I work in a school and have done, I'm in my 10th year at that. Um, I lost uh, my mum, unfortunately, eight and a half years ago. And uh, since then, you know, it's been, it's been tough. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I've, you know, it's open doors. I'm for, you know, with, with, they, you, know, you get these cliches, don't you? Uh, silver linings and stuff like that. And it, mm. easier said than done. But it is, you know, unfortunately, my mum was ill and uh, she was in pain. Um, so I, I like to sort of think you know, she's not in pain anymore, which is a nice thing. You know, me and my dad have got closer since. Um, but yeah, it's, like I say it's open doors and it's been hard. And since then, I've, as we've said, Gareth, I've, yeah. uh, I've got um, some health anxieties. Yes. Um, and that, for people that don't know what that is, um, it is most days, near enough every day, you might get a little pain somewhere and you think, worst case scenario, heart attack, kidney stones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, headache, yeah. I've got a brain tumour. That's, you know, that, that's, yeah. similar. And, and the people that don't suffer from these anxieties will say, well, grow up, man up. It's not. Yeah. And yes, it's easy to say that when you haven't got those anxieties. <laughs> Yeah, but when you have, it is so real for you. Yeah, you'd agree with you, Gareth. I completely agree, Marshy. Completely agree. Mm. I mean, you, you suffer from it as well, don't you, Gareth? Do you wanna say anything? I about? do. Yeah, yeah. So my name's Gareth Walsh. Um, I am forty years old. Um, I have suffered um, a lot of grief and a lot of pain over over my years. Uh, a lot of close friends have died in various circumstances. Um. And what drove myself and talking to Marshy following Colin's death is the fact that I wanted to, and we both want to open up to everybody and to say, you know, it's okay, let's talk. Mm. Um, Colin was just such a tragic thing to happen because he was life and soul of the party. I mean, yeah, great. Marshy knew him. Yeah. I, I knew him. There's a lot more people who are Palace who knew him more than I did. You know, they were very mm. close to him. And you knew him more uh, than I did as well, didn't you? Yeah. Yep, yep. And um, you know, it got to, it gets to the point now. I mean, I lost an uncle, I've lost a best friend, and I've lost Colin all through suicide because they mm-hmm. had no one to turn to and no one to talk to. And no matter whether it's through suicide or however people pass on from this life, I think you know we all have to deal with it. In certain, we all have to deal with it. But also, it's dealing with it in a certain way where you're not scared to deal with it mm-hmm. and not scared to bottle it up, and that's what we want to try and get across. Yes. I mean, I mean, you know, sorry, I, mean, I was going to say, Gareth. Yeah. I was going to say, we we said this. What what annoyed me and you, and it's not uh, Colin's fault or our fault, but you know, Colin. Every Palace game was smiley, happy. You, you look at yeah, every, and then. Obviously, that happened, and it was such a big shock. And, yeah. and then we said, we looked back at pictures of him, and you could see in pictures he wasn't really smiling. Yeah. And you think, oh, how do we not notice that? But that, this is the point we're trying to get across. If people are feeling that way, talk yeah. to us. You know, yeah. come, on, come on our podcast, message us, come on and talk to us about it. 
absolutely absolutely and hopefully you know marty what we want to sort of gain from this experience is the fact that people can talk mm. and there'll be no um agenda there'll be no criticism there'll be no you know there'll be no sort of yeah disregard no for what they what they've gone through no matter no how judgment or nothing yeah yeah it's just about opening I, up i the mean thing I is, i'll have to be a bit careful because obviously technically it's going out to public and i do work in a school so you know i'm going to try not to swear as much as i can because <laughs> that, that could have, it generally could have implications i try not to but yeah it may happen but it may happen what i want it to may say happen. is we won't be political we might talk about politics on some podcast maybe who knows? Yes. But we won't get too political. We won't. We won't take sides. You know, it's not going to be one of those where. No, it won't you know, be. It's going to be one of those. We're just going to talk about our lives, talk about things. What what Absolutely. we said before the, before we came on air tonight, we said to each other, we could because me and me and Gareth, uh, for people that are listening, we can talk uh, for two three hours at a time some nights, and yeah. uh, we said we've got to make sure we don't do that on the podcast because yeah. people yeah. aren't going to listen to a three hour podcast. We've exactly. Got to make sure exactly. We make right. So it's going to be really hard to do that tonight. But we, you know, we'll have a, a maybe an hour show tonight, and then um, and yeah. maybe another hour one next week, and and so on, and you know, we'll just build on that, and you know, hopefully when Gareth shares it on his Facebook and I share it on my Facebook and stuff like that and people listen, hopefully people will give us a bit of feedback of what they want to hear, what they want to listen to and yeah. maybe tell us like, their stories that you know Absolutely. we can share and it'll yeah. be really good. It will be really good. And Marshy, we've got to, right, we can't talk the language of Block W, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will get on to Palace later, mate. Um, I want to... On, sort of moving on a little bit, I want to sort of cool. say about my week this week. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and it, it, it includes anxiety. And, and it's been I'll a bit eventful, my, wasn't it? <laughs> it has. And, you know, I was saying to my dad earlier, there are people out there that, you know, without big fears and stuff, that would be like, oh man, I can deal with it. You know, I, I had to have a tooth out on Monday, my wisdom tooth. And um, yeah. I don't like needles. I don't like, I, I don't think anyone likes pain, let's be honest. But, yeah. you know, I, I get really anxious about anything like that. And I haven't had to have a procedure for probably about 14 years or so. I don't know, Marshy. There are people to pay for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. Yeah. But it's slightly <laughs> different. <laughs> but, yeah, so it came to it on Monday and I had to have a cannula in my hand. And my, I said to my dad earlier, I don't think I'm going to say this in a podcast because it will make me uh, sound like a right wimp. But I've decided I will say it on the basis right. of our uh, <laughs> openness policy. Yeah. Um, my dad said to me earlier, the... Um, dental assistant nurse behind me was laughing at this point you know before the canyon was going in i'm laying on the dentist bed and i'm literally sort of like um nervously kicking the chair and moving yeah. i'm going oh my god it's happening now isn't it oh my god it's happening oh my god is the needle in yet is it in yet is it in yet oh, have you done it? and the dentist's like no i haven't even picked it up yet <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's it was one of those because i've got a fear of needles you know people most people want to understand that if you've got a fear you've got a fear absolutely um, yeah well, and Mine's spiders, mate. Exactly. I hate spiders. Once that needle went in, I'm not joking, like, it was like someone tickling the back of my hand. It it didn't hurt at all. Yeah, yeah. And then I was sedated. It took a long time to sedate me. It took two doses because the first lot didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) So it had to double sedate me. And even then, it it still didn't work. And I remember the whole procedure, which I wasn't meant to. um, But I was sedated enough where it didn't hurt or nothing. And then Mm. I got out of the dentist and don't remember the next two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That, so I've got over that uh, part of it, and obviously I had three injections in my mouth. So that's four injections on the Monday, and then uh, I had my vaccine. Uh, thank God on uh, yesterday, Thursday. Yeah, how, how was that? Uh, uh, well, it was all right. the AstraZeneca one, and um, yeah, not like the news about the blood clots. But yeah, if you look at the facts, people thirty people out of sixteen million last week. That's less people having blood clots than normal, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's just the fact that those 30 people have had the AstraZeneca that they have to sort of bring it up. So yeah. I wasn't worried. And uh, with my anxiety, as we've spoken about, you know, I thought my dad had the AstraZeneca. Uh, I've got 50% of the genes, obviously. He only had an achy arm the next day. Yeah. So I thought that's probably all I'll get. Happy days. Um, so I had it yesterday morning, 8.45. I uh, went to work afterwards at the school, obviously. Got to about one o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm usually hot at work. You know, I'm walking around all the time. I'm usually sweating and hot all the time. Yeah. And I was, I started shivering. I was like, oh, it's oh horrible. Put my coat on, walk around the corridors with my coat on. I'm still shivering. And then, you know, I'm lucky enough to have quite a good immune system. I don't get flu or bugs or anything. Mm. And uh, it got to a point. I was like, no, I'm not well here. 
and I know it's the the jab that's doing this. And uh, I had to turn around to my line manager that I need to go home. Sorry, I need to go. So I went home and I was on the sofa with my coat on and my quilt over me, shivering. Um, I went to bed at five o'clock in the evening, and oh, legit, I probably only slept from five o'clock in the evening till seven o'clock the next morning. I probably only slept an hour and a half each time, like you know, not long periods. Yeah, just yeah. On and off. Yeah. Hot, hot, cold, hot, cold. You know, you know what it's like. Um, I, I still woke up with a, ha- a headache this morning, really bad yeah. one, but the flu symptoms went. So yeah, so I, I did have quite a bad reaction to it. Um, but you know, I'm half, I'm half protected now, so it's worth it. It's worth it, mate. I mean, you mm. know, it's unfortunate, isn't it? You know, it's there will be side effects no matter what vaccine we're, we're, we're you know, supposed to take, unfortunately. Well, I was speaking to people at work and they had most of my people at work, so I waited a bit longer. Yeah. They all had the Pfizer one. And uh, apparently the stats say that with the Pfizer one, you don't necessarily have a reaction with the first one, but if you are going to have a reaction, you have it with the second one. Okay. But apparently with the AstraZeneca one, you're more likely to have a reaction with the first one rather than the second one. Yeah. And I don't know about anyone else. Again, this is total opinions. I'd rather have a reaction with the first one and not with the second one. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, especially with this period of time, you know, have it now when the pubs aren't shut, when the pubs are shut, you know what I mean? Have, have that reaction yeah. now rather than have my second one in two months' time when the pubs are open and being Ill off with flu, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this face mask, I mean, we, we should all be very, very grateful for the fact that this vaccine is available. Mm. I mean, you know, the year that we've all been through and been through lockdown, especially, you know, yeah, we everyone's talk about had their lockdown, issues. You? you know, everyone's had yeah. their issues and everyone's had, you know, I've pretty much lost everything mm. from COVID. Um, yeah. and a lot of people have, it's so sad, isn't it? I mean, I'm, it I'm is very so lucky. Sad. I'm it very is, grateful, but people yeah. like you, you know, I'm really sorry to hear that. It, it's, it's so sad, you know, and mm. it, I think it's taught us a lesson. Not only it's taught us a lesson on how to, de- you know, conduct ourselves in public, but also it's taught us a lesson in human- humanity, basically. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's been tough, you know. Yeah. It's been tough for everyone, but obviously with mental health issues. Yeah, not, yeah. When you're sitting there at home and, you, you, well, you know, you're watching the, t- the day go by and you're watching the time. And all can I come stuff. in on that? Yeah, of course you can. I was going to say, like, uh, you know, it's difficult. I mean, people have used this example about you know people in the war, you know, World War One, World War Two. You know, yeah. you can't you, you can't use this as a you know you can't say you're hard off. You know, all you've been asked to do is sit at home watch Netflix. People in the wartime had to go and stand in trenches and sit in trenches for you. Yeah, I yeah. get that, but that was the time then. What? Yes, it, it's not hard to sit at home and watch Netflix. I get that, but like exactly what you just said, then, Gareth. People like us who need to be doing stuff, keep their mind busy to, mm. you know, stop feeling depressed, to stop feeling anxious. That is hard. It is. And yeah. for me, I, I know I've said this to you on the phone before, but obviously listeners won't know, like when schools first shut in the first lockdown in March, um, you know, I was on a rotor one day a week and I end up ringing my line manager in tears. Um, I don't mind saying that, you know, I, I do get upset quite a lot. And again, I, I think it's right that everyone should realise that men should be allowed to cry and it's an emotion yeah and i went and i went i need to come in and i cannot work from home i cannot do it it is i'm excluded from everything i can't do it and they went that's fine and ever since then i've been in every day except for two the two weeks when our school shut fully because we had too many covid cases yeah um but yeah obviously unfortunately for you you have been at home haven't you yeah uh, it. and so i'm going so for me I've hated lockdown. I mean, I've been lucky enough to have my dad and we have a dartboard downstairs that we play. And that's brilliant, much more than what other people have. But to have only darts, beer and watching football on TV as an option, that's not enough for me. Yeah. And I know that's much better than what you've got. You know, I'm not, I'm not disputing that, but I don't, you probably want to come in on this now, how bad it's been for you. Well, um, you know, I'm not casting dispersions on anybody you know and everyone has their own ways of dealing with things you know and unfortunately my my life unraveled um at quite a fast pace uh it was difficult to catch up i mean i've suffered as you as you know mark i've suffered uh, yeah from mental health issues for a a long time now Mm. um and it's only now that i've really come to terms with um, how I can address it, yeah, yeah, people with it, and also how I can actually. It can take years, promote, it? yeah, 
podcast like this yeah to people and say look you know we all have our problems day to day you mm. know no matter what it is and this is the whole point of this podcast is exactly to promote that and to say mm. look you know you're not the only one you know yeah. and this covid this covid lockdown i think has highlighted mental health more Definitely. than in, i think in a strange sort of way and it's kind of a sick perverted way that covid has actually highlighted mental health in a better way. No, you're right. Not a sick, that's not sick and perverted, but you're right. It, 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 unfortunately, this has happened, but it's, it's highlighted it more, which is what we needed. Yes. So you're right, yeah. I mean, like I've said to you before, like when, when I was a kid, you know, my mum was disabled before she died. Yeah. yeah. yeah my, my dad had a car accident and yeah, everything was going wrong for my life when I was about 12, 13. And yeah. I said this to you on the phone before, but again, for the listeners, I, and I didn't realise why I was doing this at the time, but I used to go to the uh, cutlery drawer my kitchen and i put a steak knife to my chest yeah and, uh, obviously I, I feel so bad putting that worry in my mum and dad's head at the time but yeah. as an adult now I, I look back and i know exactly why i did that because i wasn't in control of my life you know my mum was ill my dad wasn't you know was off with back injuries from his car accident yeah i, I was totally in control of my emotions and my mum and dad's emotions and everything yeah uh, so I'm not going off on tangent but it's like my mum had four miscarriages before me so I was like a very special child so me and my mum and dad have a very special relationship yeah, yeah so because that so when they were upset and ill I felt it more than most single or only yeah. ch- children would and I do, and it wasn't until so it was, it was only until I'm an adult where I realised I did that state night thing just to have control yeah, you know, yeah. I went to counsellors over it and everything, and you know, I couldn't tell them as that kid why I did it because I didn't know. Yeah. But now I know why I did it. Just to have a bit, and that's that's me working in the school now. Yeah, you know, working in the school, we have this one thing that not being patronising to listeners, but a, a lot of people say attention seeking. Uh, that could be adults, kids, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But there's this thing that we say, and when you think about it, it's very um, understandable. Attention needing. Or attention seeking. Seeking. Yeah. Some people need that attention and some yeah. people just are seeking the attention. Yeah, and you yeah. know the difference. I do, I do. Absolutely. I mean, can I ask you a question, Marshy? Mm. During that time, um, when you, your dad had the car crash and your mum was ill and mm. stable, did you have anyone to talk to? Um well I was very lucky. I think this is why I'm sort of quite open and talking to, like, good at talking to young lads at school. And so yeah. that I had uh, an older friend who lived around the corner. But she's, I mean, she's probably only about five, six years older than me. But at the time, when you're when you're like twelve and they're like seventeen, that's a huge age gap. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's so I, I mean, I had her, but I think I, I think times are different. I know I'm, I'm only I'm thirty on Sunday, so I know it's not. Um, I'm not. I know I'm not old, but in my um, sort of. Uh, growing up, I only had Nokia's and PlayStation ones and Nintendo yeah, yeah. 64s, so I didn't have like all this online stuff or Instagram or Facebook or stuff like that. Yeah. So we'd only talk maybe t- twice a week when we go out and play Manhunt or Kirby and stuff. Mm. Whereas you know, people these days, kids these days, have got people they can message and stuff like that. So yes, I did have people I could talk to in a sense, but not as freely. Yeah. You're not, not as yeah, yeah not as just yeah. on the phone. Yeah. There you go, straight away. Yeah. I mean, I was the same, mate. I mean, I was uh, I was eleven when my um, my godfather uh, committed suicide, mm. and he was like a big brother to me. Yeah, um, I, he was very close to my dad. Mm. My dad's never really got over it, um, and imagine being eleven year old, you know, having that like you've had mm. that trauma, and yet having all your Hormones going mad, mm. testosterone, and yeah. oh god, you know these things are happening. I'm growing a beard, I'm growing hair where where, where I never yeah. like grow hair in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, it was all sort of a bit of a, and there was no one to reach out to. And yeah. it, took, it took me four years. It took me I... took me four years to actually explode. And I went to yeah. I had to go to a grief counselor when I was fifteen because yeah. uh, I, I hadn't dealt with it. Um, well, I'm going to go after all this COVID. I'm going to go to a council, I think, and yeah. talk about all my problems because I think I and need it, to. And the thing is, it affected my school life. Mm. You know, me too. Yeah, you do, don't you? You go into a shell, and as soon as you, as soon as someone sees a weakness, mm. they play on it. 
I mean, I, I was lucky. I, I had this young carers group that I went yeah. to. I started that when I was 13. And all it is, obviously, as you know, I still work there now. Um, you know, I've been a part of it since I was 13 and I was a volunteer when I was 18. Now I work. So I've been mm. there for what, uh, almost 17 years now. And uh, yeah, that, that was fantastic when I was when I was a young carer. That it's literally a youth club for kids that all care for a member of their family, brother, sister, mum, dad, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. it's so good. They just do football, whatever. It's re- it's just a free reign. Just have a and they do trips, everything. So I was lucky to have that. Mm. Um, yeah, and that, that was one of the things that helped me out through my times. You know, leaders there were brilliant. I would be what I was going to say. Going back a little bit, um, when I lived in Croydon, I moved out of Croydon when I was seven. Um, uh, but we used to go to this working man's club like Fridays and Saturdays and stuff. Yeah. So when I was probably about five, I was uh, oh, near Thornton Eve Tesco. Is it Tesco, Thornton Eve, I think? Just round the yeah. corner from there. Okay. Um, Apple, Apple Garth? Is that, okay. does that ring a bell? I'll have to look that one up, mate. <laughs> is that ring a bell? Apple Garth? Club? Or something like that, I'm sure. Anyway, we used to go there. That's my old man. Uh, there was, um, there was, this, I think there was sister, I can't remember, but, they were a lot older than me, so they were probably about um, 18, 19 at the time. Yeah. And obviously, being like a five-year-old, I'd be then tired by 10 o'clock. You know, I'd run around with all the little kids and all that. And, mm. and then this one girl would, by sort of nine, 10 o'clock, she'd be drunk for that, but, you know, she'd, like, sit with me for like half an hour and, like, tickle my back and give me a little, like, you know, just just be there for me as a really nice role model. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't at the age where I could talk about issues or anything, but that was really nice. Um, yeah. And then, unfortunately, um, she got in a car with one of her boyfriends when he was drunk, and she died. Oh, and man. he got away with no injuries. Um, oh. And that's one of my first sort of experiences of of death. So I don't really remember it as such. At a, a, well, at a funeral at the club, I was uh, crawling around the floor with all the other kids because I didn't really realise the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking back, I realised. And oh, and then. Yeah. You, you sort of look at it, you think, oh, wow. That's where it sort of started. Then my granddad, when I was 16, was my first proper death. It's it's horrible. Um, yeah. So on my granddad's side, side of it, my mum and dad, um, he had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And uh, uh, my cousins that side didn't want to go and visit him. They wanted to remember him when, uh, as he was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my cousins who I'm talking to now, again, now she's apologised this. She might listen to this. So if you are listening, uh, Nikki, I appreciate this. I appreciate your okay. views. Um, she's apologised and realised she was a bit wrong at the time, but I understand her views. The other one hasn't messed with me at all since I, she's not a part of my family. Um, at the funeral, not Nikki necessarily, but uh, Julie, the other one, was like, we've already mourned his death. And I was a 16-year-old boy crying over my granddad. And you think, oh my God, how dare you say that, yeah? Yeah. And I said to my granddad, I'll always be there for you. Always be there for you. And on the day when we got the phone call, you need to come in, I went, it was my first day sick form. Mm. So I was like, right, I'm coming with you, mum and dad. And they went, well, I was only 16 or 17 at the time for sick form. They, and they were still my sort of parents in the sense of telling me what to do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Went, no, you're not. You need to go sick form. You need it. Yeah. So yeah. I couldn't argue with them. I had to go. Been and, there, done that, mate. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, you know, all the way through the day, they were ringing me going, he's just asleep. He's just laying there asleep. Blah, 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 blah. And then, about two o'clock, got a fight, uh, message from reception. Can you come to reception? Came there, mum and dad were there to pick me up. And they turned around and said, Granddad died. Mm. And I was really cross with them because they went, He died this morning. We didn't even make it in time. And I was really cross with them. They didn't tell me for a day, but they went, We don't want you to deal with it on your own. And I was saying, Well, I've got friends at school that oh, would be. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this, at first, I was like, Well, I've got friends that would be there for me. Why didn't you just tell me, for God's sake? But looking back now, what was it, 13 years ago, that was. Um, Looking back now, I know they did exactly the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, fair play to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that was, that was my first, and that's the first time I ever saw my dad cry. Yeah. You know, and since then we cry together quite a lot about mum and his mum and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's healthy. Yeah. I love it. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with a good cry, mate. And that that is the the whole thing about this, isn't it? Yeah. Is the fact that we want to reach out and to let not only men and women, you know. Okay, we can all we can all put on a brave face. We mm. can all put on this facade that we're not affected by what's going on. Yeah, around the world. I think loads of people do that. Too many people do that. Yeah, it, there's this open up. You know, just and it, it's not like I don't know. I'm asking every, you know, we're asking everybody to, to turn around to be a snivelling wreck. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And just crying their eyes out. But but 
to have it's, it's, it's a human emotion oh. that needs to be released. Exactly. And on that note, I know I've said this before, I'm not going to mention him because I'm not going to, you know, I haven't got his permission, but someone I know, uh, I'll go to football with, he was a bit, you know, he's still um, compassionate about my feelings about anxiety at first, but yeah. he was a bit like, oh, I don't really get it. Never had it. Don't really know what you talk about. Like, whatever. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. man up, but just be like, oh, all right, sorry you feel that way, but whatever. And then, yeah. unfortunately, he sort of got those sort of depression feelings and anxiety feelings, unfortunately, due to something. And he, he sort of come up to me once and went, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still dealing with it, but yeah, I, I know what you mean now. And, yeah. then, yeah. and that was really nice. Yeah, I'm not saying you yeah. have to cry yeah. or all that, but he, even no. just him come up and going, I'll get what you mean now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And exactly what you say, to, to paraphrase it, mm. is, you know, for someone to go, I get it. And I, I've said to you, like, my, my workplace, I've been there almost 10 years now. The industry will be 10 years. And, you know, obviously in most schools, it's mainly women, isn't it? Um, and the fact that when I first damaged my tooth and knew I had to go to the dentist, you know, where I hadn't had a procedure for so long, I did get upset. You know, and not just that, it was my mum's 60th the next day. The day I, the day I did my tooth, it was my mum's 60th yeah, the next day. Yeah, so I I, I knew there was a lot going on, mate. That's yeah. why I didn't contact. So I, I, knew know. There was a lot going That's what, no, but I had a lot in my head. You know? So it wasn't just, I wasn't yeah. like getting upset because I've damaged my tooth and I've to go to I wasn't that wimpy, but it was just what I think what it happened was I damaged my tooth. It was painful. Realised it was when I'm 60th the next day. And I think just every, and the whole year of lockdown, I, th- I think it just got to me. Yeah. But the fact is, I've got to praise my school, this Bower Grove. You know, I went, I went, oh, I've got loads of women friends there that are fantastic. They did me a birthday breakfast this morning and everything. But I was able to go to my de- deputy head, um, yeah. who's been there. You know, she was there when I started and she used to be just a PE teacher. She's now deputy head. She's fantastic. And the head teacher is fantastic as well. But, you know, I went, I was able to go into her office and just literally start crying. You know, and yeah. she was like, what's up? What's up? And I just told you, I'm on 60th tomorrow and I've damaged my tooth. And the only appointment I've got is, today what during work but i don't know if you can let me off work she was like, just go just go get your tooth sorted out go home now sort is yeah you know, enjoy tomorrow your mum's 60 have a few drinks with your dad. Do you know I mean? just so supportive and the fact that as a 29 year old bloke i'm going to my woman deputy head and have a little cry and have a little and i think that's just fantastic it is fantastic absolutely and kudos to my school for that you know what i mean i think it, yeah it yeah, really yeah. is Absolutely. Um, you know, and there should be more apparent in the workplace, to be mm. honest. But uh, it's not even just that. Like, like I say, like my work friends, you've got like, people like Sue Nuds, Vicky Millen, you've got uh, Helen Lib, my mate Ian Taylor, Lewis. It, it, so many people in my work I, I'm friends with. You know, I'm, we're all very popular with each other. Not just me being popular with them. Like, everyone's yeah. popular with each other. Like, we're all very close. Yeah. Not yeah. many members of staff that don't like members of staff, if you know what I mean? Like, most mm. people like each other. And it's such yeah. a lovely place to work because you all just get on with each other. Morning, everyone. Morning. How are you? Yeah. It's lovely. It's such a nice, friendly place to work and you all care about each other. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's how it should be. Mm. And, I, you know, I've, I've worked for a, a few companies. Uh, I've been very fortunate in my past to be quite high-end companies, you know, um, in ma- management roles. Mm. But... I look back now and I look today and I'm a huge advocate for someone to be there just as a mental health counsellor, for someone to go to, you know, just to say, do you mind, you, know, you, you have the HR department, don't you? Yeah. The HR department are defined by certain regulations and certain rules and they have to do this and have to do that. And, mm. But just to have that person well, go, can I have... Five minutes. Is that well, right? our school has done a really good thing about that. Yeah. Um, uh, and they've really thought about it. And this is the other thing. That, you know, our school really do think about things like this. So they've introduced this time to talk for staff. Because um, yeah. they did a staff survey and 40% said their mental health isn't good. So they've introduced this time to talk thing. So it's a Tuesday and Thursday lunchtime. When you're in, uh, most people would have their breaks. And yeah. there's a, a different, in those Tuesday and Thursdays, different members of senior management. And even to the extent of they're not in their offices, they go to the meeting room. So it's mm. not like you're going into their office and feeling quite um, overpowered. It's the head teacher's office. Oh my God, I can't talk. In a meeting room, you can go in and you can have t- a chat with them about anything. That's for like right. 10 minutes. And I think, I don't know how many people have taken up that offer. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm feeling about, I, I think I might do it like next week even. You know, yeah. Even if I'm not feeling that down, I might just go in there and go, 
if it's Lynn our head teacher, I might go, hi, Lynn. You know, I'm not actually feeling too bad this week, but I just want to say to you, thank you for everything. You know, you know something like that. Not too licky arsey, but just something, just to sort of say, I think it's brilliant. And that's the thing, though. That, that's the, mm. that's what they want. You know, it's, it's kind of like, if it's there, to you, to, for anybody to use, mm. then, you know, it it shows that they, there's a the caring bond there. I mean, I've worked for companies, and the HR department are basically, they're just there to hire and fire you. Mm. I think on this note, then it's probably the best time to pick up. If if people are listening to this, um, hopefully people will. <laughs> and you're still, if you're <laughs> still know. listening now, thirty minutes. Fingers in, crossed. <laughs> if you are listening to this and thinking, "Oh my god, I'd love to sort of get involved," and, you know, talk to Marsha and Gaff about this or about my problems. Let us know. Give either of us a message on Facebook or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, we can invite you onto a, a podcast one time. Or with me and Gareth, we said that we'll get a. a cheap page go phone or something that we could sort of get text in or something. whatever we'll, we'll sort of sort something out so if you are still listening at this point and you want to get involved let us know give us a message yes please um i'm thinking we've had a good chat about mental health shall we move on a bit to palace oh dear <laughs> this is where pink, are we <laughs> hang on listeners 100 down to 10 yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right in the well, Marshall. Here we go. <laughs> so, you're Roy out. Um, yes, I am. Yeah, and I'd have to agree with you. Um, no, I mean let's let's first say we we both have admiration for Roy and what he's done in his career, and he's a lovely bloke. Yeah, of course, of course. It's not like it's not like fuck off, Roy. You're a wanker, and you know, no, you don't know what you're doing. It's just you've had your time. Yeah, yeah. It's not working. Move on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I know there's a lot of there's a lot of feeling around saying you know be careful what you wish for and all this and he's going to keep you in the Premier League and it's like yeah great, but we're at that crossroads now, Marshy. Mm. We are completely at the crossroads where Steve Parish, bless him. I mean, I, I've got huge respect for Steve and hopefully one day we get the chance to have a chat with yeah. him here. Which would be hopefully, great. yeah. Um. We are now at that point of an aging squad. Yep. Uh, the manager's aging, as we all do. Mm. Um, what are? What's the goal? Our, yeah. What's our goal? What is our future? And, and like we said, you know, it, we've got two two ways of going right now. And like we said, what I'm worried about, and I didn't want to when we first came up in 2012. Yeah. I never wanted to be a Stoke. Old school Stoke, I know they've gone down now, but an old school Stoke of mid-table every year and yeah. just, just celebrating beating Man United once a season, whatever. Yeah, Don't want to do that, and that's what point we're at in a minute. We've either got that, carry on with that for a couple of years, or, as you said about the old players and out of contracts, then we'll go in, get in a new manager maybe at the beginning of the season, ship players in, next you know, championship, and when that happens, we've seen it from Charlton, from Sunderland, yeah. league, next thing you know, League One, and stuck down there. Yeah, you know, I don't want that. I mean, also what I've said to you, I wouldn't necessarily... Obviously, you want your team to play at the best level, of course. But I'd still be there. You'd still be there for in League One, course. And mm. in a way, it'd be quite nice to have sort of the 14,000 true fans that said us rather than the 26,000 with... And this is not being racist, I think, but like with the Chinese people with still selfie sticks and blankets. You know, <laughs> in, in a way, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we need to think of pal- Palace as a club. So you want to be... Up, but if Leicester can do it, you know, they've got a lot of money, but they haven't over... Spent necessarily. No, they if they haven't. can go and win the league and challenge for second, and third, we can do it as Palace. So let's go and do it. Exactly. And but my whole point was, you know, when all, it was all kicking off with Roy and stuff like that, and the shocking defeats that we've had to endure underneath his management. Mm. And you know, I was sort of saying, let's let's get some management in that have some a future. You mm. know. Can look beyond next season. Yeah, because next season's goal is to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. It should be let's go to Europe. Look what West Ham have done. Exactly. It you should know. be top six finish. That should be our goal. And they kind of say, "Well, we haven't got the money to compete for that lot." Yes, we have. But West Ham haven't got the money. Yeah, exactly. We so we have. I mean, we have. It's all I about mean, momentum, and it's all about you know. Exactly. You look at our under 18s You look at our, our yeah. Free. Give them a chance. They're absolutely flying at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the only one result that, you know, I would say that's not Roy's fault or anything, it was a 7-0 against Liverpool. 
Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people went, how embarrassing? Oh, my God. And yes, it is embarrassing losing 7-0. But that was a textbook. You know you know when the commentators sometimes go, oh, if they'd taken their chance there, it would have been 7-0, yeah? Yeah. That day, they took all their chances. I think, other than the seven goals they scored, Minamino uh, had one off target. That was the yeah. only shot they missed. The other seven went in. Exactly. Now, Salah's and, header yeah. was the only sort of goal that could have been stopped for better defending, yes. But all the other six goals were just fantastic That's goals. Exactly. And, and you just think, you know, on another day, yeah, yeah Salah's one goes in because it's shit defending, whatever. But the other six, they, they hit the post, go just over, whatever. Yeah. They win 1-0. On the Sky Sports, oh, Liverpool scrape 1-0. On another day, it could have been 7-0. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it was one of those, I don't think we played that badly. They just took every single chance. Exactly. And, and even the pundits and the commentators and everybody, the, the reports I've read, you know, mm. said about the 7-0. It's like, we actually played well. <laughs> yeah. And then you look at the Brighton game and, and it's the opposite. Yeah. You know, Brighton had all those chances and didn't take them. And then we had two two touches, not just not just two shots, two, two touches yeah. in, in their box yeah. and two shots. And we won 2-1. And... Like I said to you on the phone before, again for the listeners that haven't known, I, I hate it when um, pundits sort of go, "Well, that that you know they didn't deserve to win because they only had two shots on target and they had thirty whatever and, and they had eighty percent possession." No, I'm sorry. The, the aim of football is to score more goals than your opposition. It is, and okay, it might not be as aesthetically pleasing to only have two shots on target for a game, but as a fan, you want your team to win. That's the end goal. Yeah. So if I'm going to Brighton. And watching them have thirty shots against us and eighty percent possession, and we win two one. I'm going away from that game happy. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want it the other way around. Do you know what I mean? It's one. Mm. That, if you score more goals in your opposition, you deserve to win that game. Sorry, end yeah. You deserve yeah. it. So, what's your feeling on Mateta? Well, I, I, I watched a video of him when we signed him online. I saw it on Facebook and thought, wow, uh, he looks like a handy, handy striker and. I think the problem we've got is the Premier League is a league like no other. You know, mm. okay, Bundesliga is fantastic. You know, Syria, all of them is fan. They're fantastic leagues, but they're all different um, sort of speed and all that. So it's hard for players from different countries to come into the Premier League. I really do. I think it's completely yeah. different. I think, um, actually, I think the, the European competitions this year has highlighted. Mm. There's such a huge gulf between but, English clubs and European clubs. Yeah. Leipzig were awful. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the second best team in Germany. Yeah. And you look at Atletico Madrid, and they're, yeah. apparently they're the best team in Spain. I know. I mean, I think you know, when Roy brought him in on loan, why, why did he leave him on the bench for the first like, two or three games? Right? I don't you, think... you brought him on loan, you brought him on loan for a reason, play him. You yeah. Know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe like. I think after Ben Take scored against Brighton, I think the next game he was on the bench. He was. And it's like, hang on, I'm always I've always been a Ben Take fan. Yes, he doesn't score as many goals as he should as a striker. And he, you know, he's never been his best since Aston Villa or you know, even Liverpool wasn't at his best, let's say. But he's never had the service, always he? exactly but he always and I know people disagree with me on this. Disagree with me on this, but he always puts a shift in. He always jumps up for a header. He always runs around. You know, He's a good player. And he scored that goal, last-minute goal against Brighton. You look at it when uh, commentators give man of the match to people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, someone scored a goal. He can have man of the match. No, no. That defender's done better. All that. So, even mm. on that basis, uh, you know, he scored that winner against Brighton. Play him. He deserves a start the next game. Why are you putting him on the bench for? Yeah. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous sometimes. And the fact he doesn't make subs no. um, for ages. You think, what are you doing, Roy? Yeah, what are that's... you doing? I think what highlighted it for me was the fact as soon as McCarthy was fit, he dropped Gyro. And I think Gyro has been one of our best players this season. Yeah. So it's like, and... you're going back to the old guard. It's exactly like Southgate as we go, and go on to with the England squad. Yeah. As, before you say the English squad, really quick, I'll just say this and then we go on to the English squad. But the other thing that we discussed before, there's been a couple of times this season, that, you know, we, obviously because all games on TV, the commentators go, "Oh, Palace have only got six players on the bench because you know, they can't field a, a full subs bench." Yeah, you're like, "Hang on a minute, why?" Like you just said earlier in the in the podcast, yeah, we've got under 18s playing brilliantly, under 23s playing brilliantly. Even if, like, you know that you're not going to bring them as a sub, bring an under 18 and under 23s in to yeah. be on the bench that day in a proper Premier League game. Yeah, even you know you don't have to bring one. You could do if 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 you desperately need to, 
But just yeah. give them a match day experience in the first team. Yeah. You know, give them a taste of what it's like. Give them a bit of motivation. Just do that. Just to fill the subject. Exactly. Like, why is he not doing that? Exactly. It's like the kid at Umalabu. Yeah. Right? Plays under 18s. He's been at the club since he's eight, nine years old. Mm. He's come from all the ranks. And one season, he played 26 games and scored 42 goals. Mm. And yet, he goes to play for the under 23s, bearing in mind he's 18, and still scores. Yeah. It's. It's you know, mental now. Just keep giving that opportunity. I think I saw something with Jim Cannon. And mm. if you don't play him, take him to those stadiums, take him to Anfield, take him to Long mm. take him to, you know, Stanford Bridge, because. Yeah. Then they'll say, "Well, oh, blimey, this is where my career yeah. will go." See, when you talk about the England squad, obviously, yeah, obviously, 2018 World Cup was one of the best. Um, I think we're very unlucky if if Kane squares it, we win two 0 I think it's yeah. simple as that. We might not win the final, but World Cup final, fantastic. I'm, I don't know about you, but I was in tears after that semi final. Yeah. yeah, a bit like when Palace lost the FA Cup final. I was thinking, maybe not in my lifetime will Palace win the FA Cup again. Yeah. and I was sort of thinking. In theory, maybe in my lifetime, yeah. (laughs) And in theory, in my lifetime, England might not get that close to win the World Cup again in my lifetime. Who knows? But my point is, I've seen the squad announcement, and I think it's brilliant that we've got a lot of youth. But unfortunately, when you look at old school England teams, they should have done a lot better in their post skulls and Beckhams and all that. You, I think, unfortunately, this squad announcement is too young. It's um, you need the youth, don't get me wrong, and it's a fantastic team, but you need people in there. I mean, okay, you've got Lingard who is 27, so I suppose yeah. he is a bit of experience, but you need more. There's, there's no sort of Gerard in there, there's no sort of Lampard, there's no John Terry. Do you know what I mean? There's no sort of like leader, no leaders, yeah. And I think it, it would be brilliant as a flair and great games, yeah. We could yeah. win games five, six nil sometimes, yeah, but there'd be games where we'd be like one, two, nut where we need a bit of composure and a bit of. You know, and it will just all go tits up because all these players are just think, oh my God, we're winning, we're going to do well. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck, we fucked up, lost 3 2. Can you see Declan Rice as a leader, though? I, I can. I didn't. When I first, when he first jumped on the scene, I, I wouldn't have thought that at all. Mm. But looking at him now, during this lockdown period, I've watched a few West Ham games because my mate's a, a West Ham fan. He's, mm. uh, he lives on his own, so he's, he's in a bubble. Mm-hmm. So he, he comes around uh, quite a lot to watch West Ham games. Um, so watching him, a bit like when he took the penalty off of Lingard a few weeks back, mm. you know, he did it very, uh, very nicely. You know, not like, no, it's my penalty, it's my... Uh, mate. You know, I'm going to take this one, blah, blah, And Lingard just accepted it. And little things that I think, actually, yes, he could be. But even still, he's still too young to be that leader at the moment. I mean, he's, I'm, I'm, he's more experience. Yeah, I've got a mate who's a hammer, and he's mm. a, he, he is the new Brian Moore. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Possible. Not Brian Moore, probably more. Yeah. No, I can uh, see it. I mean, if we're going to bring it to Palace, like, you know, you look at some of the leaders, I'm in, more in my lifetime, you'll be able to add to this list, but, you know, like Mila Jednak, what a leader. What yeah. a leader. Um, you know, there, I mean, there's been... I, was, I should have really thought about this before I started saying it, because I should have had a list. <laughs> <laughs> but Mila Jednak was my one, my main one on my list. Jeff yeah, Thomas. Jeff Thomas, yeah. All these leaders we've had. Even yeah. Southgate. Yeah, yeah. They're proper... Proper leaders and Chris yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, you need someone like that, and I just think our English to England team at the minute, however much talent you've got in that, and it is a lot of talent. I mean, we're, we're very lucky to have that much talent, but you also need you need talent and experience to be successful. Yeah, I mean, you look at Lewandowski, you look at all those players in German teams. Yeah, you know, they're they're experienced, good players. And you look at City, right? The City mm. now. Mm. And you think, oh yeah, the great thing City, brilliant, you know. But then you think, oh, De Bruyne is going to be playing for Belgium. Yeah, Gundogan's going to be playing for Germany. Yeah, you know, they're all going to amalgamate into their national type teams. And you think, blimey! I think it's not. Yeah. Open. I mean, we, we, we've got a great squad. I mean, I, yeah. I must admit, we've probably got the most talented squad as an English side. That yeah, I've been in my lifetime. I think the positive we've got to look at, and we've we've discussed this before. Like I remember me and you saying this a couple of weeks ago. We were talking, you know, Man U, Man City derby on Sky Sports. Let's say ten, twelve years ago, you know, yeah. you'd, have, you'd have Keane in the tunnel arguing, or even Arsenal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, they'd argue in the tunnel, everything. Yeah, yeah. Big tackles. 
full time. Yes, they shake hands, but it'd be very sort of I don't really want to shake your hand type thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. These days, as we've seen recently, you know, you got um um what Manu said about what's his name? Uh Maguire. Maguire hugging Man City player and laughing. Oh, and all yeah, that. yeah, and yeah. And you're like, yeah. right, you, you, these modern days, you've lost all that sort of rivalry thing on the pitch. You have. Um, so, but I think that could work in our favour as an England squad because I think the reason when we had Skulls, Beckham, mm. Lampard, Gerald, I think <clears throat> why it didn't work, we had so much talent, but back in those days, there was so much rivalry between them mm. and the Premier League. So then it was hard to have that rivalry on one Saturday and then the next Saturday you're playing together for England against like Belgium or whatever. Yeah, of course. And it was hard to sort of like then be a team. Whereas yeah. these days, where, okay, I'd rather have that rivalry course, but these days where they all get on more, yeah. it might work in our favour where you've got Declan Rice, you've got um, Lingard, you've got, you know, Rashford, all that, they're all yeah. paved in the teams and then they'll, they'll be able to work together more because they just get on. Absolutely. I mean, I've... So it might work in our favour. I think um, Steve Gerrard said the same thing because he was asked the question regarding mm. you know, the golden era or, and Frank Lampard, actually, and Rio Ferdinand. Mm. And they're all part of the B- BT Sport um, panel. Yeah, panel, yeah. And they said, because we used to go to an England training away game or mm. training camp, and um, there'll be a Man United table, there'll be a Liverpool table, there'll be mm. a Chelsea table and it shouldn't be that way shouldn't be yeah shouldn't but be mixed now, together but now everyone's coming through the ranks of playing for England mm. as one two questions yeah. yeah Gerard or Lampard who is the better player Gerard and I, yeah and I, I'm, I'm Gerard I'm Gerard and I think that's a very tough question and I think you'd probably agree with me that's not me or you saying that Lampard was shit nowhere <laughs> No, 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 no. I just think Lampard, uh, Gerard had so much more about his game, you know, passion wise. Uh, I don't know. It's really hard. It's minimal. If anything, 51 to 49% Gerard. Yes. But, you know, and the next question, I know we really didn't talk about that much, but I don't know if you see the news. Uh, the Celtic interim manager said they're not going to give Rangers a guard of honour this weekend. Yes. What do you think about that? Because I, I saw that and I saw a comment and I only saw one comment and it said very disrespectful. And I thought to myself, right, don't judge your opinion on a comment you've seen. What do you mm. think, James? I said this to myself because I'm weird and talk to myself. <laughs> and I thought, I don't know. We I all thought, do, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I thought to myself, yeah, if it was Palace and Brighton and Brighton yeah. won the league and Palace said we're not going to give them a guard of honour, I think I'll be going, yeah, that's okay. So I think I'm... I'm I'm sort of hearing on a caution of I agree with them. But I also think actually you need to be a bit respectful. They've won the league. Give them a guard of honour. I don't know, it's it's a tough one. What do you think? It's it's a tough one because obviously in the circumstances we're currently living in, there's gonna be no fans at the ground. Mm. Um obviously the rivalry goes back years and years. It's not just football, it's religious as well. Um if Celtic give the guard of honour, is that antagonistic towards Rangers? Yeah. It, it's, it's it's such a tricky situation. I mean, can you imagine if on Sunday they had 52,000 Celtic fans in Parkhead? Yeah, and then they did a guard of, oh my God, yeah. of honour for Rangers. Yeah. No, you can Yeah, I know. And that's, so I get why they're not doing it. Yeah. I, I suppose... It's, it's, you know, out of, you know. I suppose on that note even, as well. Even, they, they, could even, they could even stand outside the tunnel and the Rangers players come out, but they don't yeah. clap. Yeah, even that, yeah. I think that's a good meet in the middle. Yeah. Give them a god one of the says don't clap, but stand and... Stand, yeah. yeah. I mean, on that note as well, I suppose. And, you know, I don't think anyone listening to this podcast or... I mean, there will be people that have followed every rule, but I don't think anyone in the in the country or anywhere around the world maybe can say they fully listen to every single rule for this COVID yeah. period. I, you know, so even if it's this tiniest rule break of I didn't wear a mask yeah. once or I had one person around or met someone in the yeah. park. You know, someone's got to say, when Rangers won the league and I get they wanted to celebrate, but they're all crowding around outside the ground, flares. Yeah. Like, yes, it was lovely to see. I love those scenes, smoke bombs and all that. But you've got to look you've got to look at it and go, guys 
come on. Like we're we're because ju- we've got to look at. I know they're Scotland, and we're England, but we're we're together in this in the sense of United Kingdom, aren't we? Yeah, and you've got to look at the thing, right, we've got the vaccine rollout, it's working so well, we're all having pubs reopening soon and all that. Why are you threatening that by meeting yeah. up like that? You know, what was it, probably two, three thousand out there? Yeah, but the thing is, Marshy, though, you think back, when Liverpool won the title, there was loads of them outside there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook, uh, I think, I can't remember what news, um, might have been The Sun or the uh, Daily Times, something like that. Yeah. What, when Liverpool did it, they went, Liverpool gathered to celebrate the title. Oh, oh yeah, all nice. And then when yeah. Rangers, it was Rangers break uh, uh, lockdown rules and gather. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was tightly with them. I was like, yeah, you know, don't don't praise one lot up and you know then make a mockery of the other person. Totally exactly. get that. But it's both the, of them are wrong to do it. It's the same as the Leeds when they won the championship. Mm. Mm. You know how many fa- thousand fans are outside Ellen Road? <sighs> but then not I know this is not COVID related necessarily, but like when Liverpool did. Um, uh, celebrate. Then, if you saw this, when they all had obviously because they only had they, no pubs open, they only had cans and stuff. Then, if you saw this, they, they met like two days in a row, so they didn't happen. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah, you know, they, they, it was all in the news that they all cleared up, didn't they? Cleared up their mess. Yeah. There was no mess. They all put their cat took their cans with them, put them all in bins and all that. I know it doesn't make it right that they all met up, uh, but, at least, but at least they sort of cleared yeah. up. You sort of think, okay, give them a bit of credit for that. And I think yeah. I saw Rangers fans. There was a mess. Afterwards, they just left it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know about you, I would like to think me and you and most Palace fans are alike. If we met outside, let's say, Sainsbury's car park after winning a cup <laughs> or something, you know, if we all had cans out there with smoke and stuff, yeah. we would all do exactly the same. We would clear up all our cans, we'd take black sacks, you know, we all, all the smoke bombs would go in the bin. Exactly, it, yeah. it would be as if no one was there when we left. Exactly, yeah. If, if you know, if I've got an empty can, I look for the nearest bin. Yeah. Oh, just remind me. I'm probably one of the last things I'm going to say, because it probably will take about nine minutes. Um, remember when we were going into administration? Yeah. And we had the protests? Yeah. I was working at the Leisure Centre at that point, and uh, it was all annual leave for holiday, and I couldn't get it off last minute. Okay. So, I, obviously, I was part of the ultras then, and they said, come down. I was like, I can't. I can't get the time off, which is really annoying, because I saw the protests outside with all the smoke bombs. I'd love to be a part of it. Yeah. My point is, like, peaceful protests generally work that is my view you know I, I do think you are allowed to protest and it does work sometimes because we pro- we're the proof of that going to yeah. lloyd's yeah i think i generally think if i don't think the protest at sellers worked but mm. i think it was the next day wasn't it when we went to lloyd's it was yeah and i generally think because of that that's why the deal happened if if there wasn't those palace fans out there i don't think that mm. would have happened I, I think we'd be afc crystal palace now in god knows what league have you seen the interview um, with um, Mark Clement and Steve Parrish? No, probably not. Let's send me a link afterwards. Yeah, I will but, do. But I will do. No, I was, I was it, just going to say. It's insightful because yeah. Parrish talks about that meeting at Lloyd's. Mm. Because I mean, he, I've heard Parrish talk about it before, so maybe I have. But yeah, send me a link anyway. Yeah. I will do. And um, he was talking about um, how rooms were flying around that he was in the building at the time and he said, you know, he turned up and he said there was thousands and thousands of Palace fans standing outside Lloyd's mm. Bank in London. Yeah. And going, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> but that's my point. Like, you know, that was a peaceful process. Like, there might have been a couple of smoke bombs and stuff, yes. But yeah. there was no sort of like, damage or anything caused. No. And it worked. So I do believe that you, you can't, you know, you look at the, the Sarah, oh, I'm sorry, it's not disrespectful, but I don't know her surname, the one that died recently. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, Never. that, that vigil, they did, again, yeah. technically, COVID reasons, they shouldn't have all met up, but it, it, they were, they were all meeting really quickly just to put a candle or whatever. And the yeah. police, they were there to sort of make a stand that women should feel protected. I'm, I'm all for them, that. And the police, I'm for police, because I've got a few mates at police. And, okay, like the police said, some of them got spat out and stuff, so I get that. But I think they went too heavy-handed with everyone rather than the people that were violent to them, type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, so that protest or vigil was a bit too much, type of thing, because obviously, even if you only had 10 of them, 1,000 women that were there, spitting and stuff, wrong. Mm. Yeah. Mm. When Palace protest, you wouldn't have had any Palace fans any being any uh, being doing anything wrong to police or anything. You wouldn't have had any of that. 
That's no. not work. Do you, see what I mean? do you see my point? I'm sort of gambling, I but... I do see your point, mate. I do see your point. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 95% of those women would have done the right thing, but 5% I mean, of them did the wrong thing and it made it wrong. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously in this position doing the podcast. We can't sort of say who do what or who do where, no. you know, and, you know, what happened, happened, um, and we weren't there. So well, our version or cast of, of... Exactly. So, to put it into a sort of like... Um, more of a neutral point. Don't about you, obviously, people listening will know about this, and you will. On Facebook, you see these videos of like police brutality. I'm, I'm saying it in inverted commas. Police brutality. Watch this video, yeah? And you'll yeah. see police like dragging someone down to the floor. Yeah. And all the comments are like, oh my God, how dare they? They're meant to protect us. Right? I never believe them. And purely because, okay, sometimes the police might be wrong, because you do get dodgy ones. However, that video started at a certain time. What's to say that person hadn't wielded a machete before then. And that's yeah. why they're dragging them along the floor. Do you know what I mean? And you can't believe anything on social media because of that. You only see what you want to see. Well, exactly. It's the same, it's the same as any other media in mm. Mars, to be honest. You know, even to the football or mm. to any sport, the media will want you to see what they want you to see. So it goes to boxing as well. Yeah. You know, the box, yeah, boxing will will always be a media-based sport. Yeah. So, Eddie Hearn, Frank... They want, the they want them all to kick off on the... Well, yeah, on the pre-thing, yeah. And snippets to the media. Yeah. And say, AJ said this, or Tyson said yeah. that. So, uh, uh, bring that on, then. Yeah. Here we go, Marshy. Here we go. Tyson or AJ? There you go. Oh, see, well... And th- this is quite controversial. I know so it wouldn't be. Um, I used to like AJ quite a lot. Yeah. But then when the, all this Black Lives Matter came out, he turned around and said, in a Black Lives Matter rally, only shop at black shops. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that, no. He, he was videoed saying, only shop at black shops. And that, to me, is racist to white people. You know? Because yeah. a minority of black people do the wrong thing. minority of Muslims do the wrong thing. A minority of white people do the wrong thing. Do you know what I mean? A minority of everyone do the wrong thing. Mm. So there's no reason you can judge any race, religion, or anything. It's just a minority. And he... As his, with his power of famousness, I don't know if that's a word, turned around and went, shop, now. At, shop at black shops only. And I went, that's wrong. That is wrong. You shouldn't have said that. So, purely because of that, Tyson. And also, Tyson, because you know, he's gone from addiction and stuff like that before, and he's come through it. And I just think, he's a bit like us, in a way. You know, he, he comes out and goes about like, addiction and stuff like that and getting through things, mental health, doesn't he? Absolutely. So, even I mean, that, so it's Tyson for me all day long. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can relate to Tyson. Mm. I don't know the guy. Um, I probably never will know the guy. Um, but I can relate to his issues and I can relate to his story. Mm. Um, AJ, Just... AJ, I admire because what he's achieved mm. and professionalism. Um, but me, he... the worrying thing is about Tyson is that he hasn't fought since last February. Yeah. So he's going to be a bit rusty. Yeah. I know he's a good fighter, and I know he's going to go for a couple of pounds, you know, because that's the way he is. But right. he, he's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit... Yeah. And obviously, everyone's going to make as much money as they possibly can out of it. I mean, if you heard, they're going to make 100 million... Yeah, it's ridiculous, the money, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Um, million. I was going to say, really quick, on what we're saying, I did see a picture when we talk about social media and what they want you to see. So yeah. this picture this morning, and it was, I mean, I've seen a couple of pictures similar to this. So the top picture on this meme was like um, someone throwing a rock at police. Right. And the media, it was a, a picture from behind the media saying, don't take a picture yet. And then the police then charged that person. And the media goes, yeah, take yeah, a picture yeah. now. This is now news. Yeah, I've seen and that. that just, and that just yeah. proves what I was saying. And I think it was another one. Um, oh, I can't really describe it. I can't remember. But it was a bit like how you perceive a picture. So like someone not with a knife or something going. But if you look at it at a different angle, it was something totally different. Yeah. yeah. If you look at it closer, it was it's really sort of interesting one. But yeah, I just want to say that. Um, I don't know about you, mate. I'm thinking it's 59 minutes in now. I think. Yeah. I think you know, I'm quite happy to do another one. Hopefully people listening will want to hear another one. I yeah, think... Okay. I think me and you've got a lot more we've we can talk about. Chat. Yeah, I think we've got a lot more to talk about, haven't we? We have got a lot more to talk um, about. And hopefully there's people out there who want to join in. Yeah, hopefully. And we can have a chat together. That'd now, be great. I, I'm not going to say to you listeners, like, 
we'll have one next week necessarily because I don't want to put pressure on me and Gareth to necessarily do it every week or anything like that. But we will do another one, whether it be next week, week after, whatever. But we put this one up. Thanks for listening if you've got this far. Thank you very much for listening. Hope it's helped yep. someone. And not being funny, hopefully you feel confident. If it has helped you, you know, if you've listened to our first sort of half an hour about mental health and it's and it, you still you think, oh, brilliant, I'm, I'm not the only one. It's really helped. Let us know. You know, give me or Gareth a message and say, oh, thanks, mate. Because that's what we want. That's what we want to get to. We want to be able to help people out. So let us know if it, if it's good or if you if you want us to improve on anything or what other content you want us to talk about. Let us know. Um, yeah, it's been really enjoyable uh, talking to you, Gareth. And uh, and you, we'll mate. do uh, another one soon. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah, for thanks life. for listening to everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. And um, thank you, Cheers. Gareth. Thank Cheers. You for listening. Cheers. Speak to you soon. All right.